What's up, you guys? And welcome to Anxiety Drive, where we talk about all things anxious, nerves, and nonsense. Heavy on the nonsense. <laughs> I'm Tara. And I'm Ryan. Today, uh, episode four, we're doing more suggestions. We have been getting a lot of them in, and uh, we love it. We love it. <laughs> Yay. You guys are awesome. Thanks for sending them in. We just found out that we have two <laughs> two people in Australia listening. Two whole people on the opposite side of the world somehow. It's fucking sick. Found this this little gem. <laughs> so shout out Australia. It's so two, sick. Two Australians on uh one in Mexico. <laughs> Dude, we're international. This is a global thing. Hear that fireball? <laughs> Hear that fireball? We're reaching everywhere now. I wonder if they even have fireball in Australia. Fireball mm. sponsor us so we can send our listeners fireball. It's, it's going to be a thing. It's definitely going to be a thing. Our monthly giveaway of a fireball basket. Can we send alcohol overseas? <laughs> is that legal? We'll do more research on Somebody get back to us on that. (laughs) We're all in jail. (laughs) Doing the podcast from prison. They got phones in there now. Dude, they have church cult leaders that are still recording seminars and shit. I believe it. You guys want to start a cult? (gasps) The anxiety drive cult? Oh my god, that's sick, yeah. (laughs) We're going to come up with like... The rules <laughs> as we go on go in go on whatever we'll be like mormons and write them once a year yeah they change every time <laughs> yeah we can change as we go <laughs> rule number one daily ingestion of fireball <laughs> you have to drink fireball at least once a at day. at least once a day <laughs> we're not alcoholics i don't drink at fireball once a day fuck no but I love Fireball. Once a week. <laughs> mm, at least. <laughs> <laughs> the judgment, the ju- most judgy look on Ryan's face right now. <laughs> that's because I can't even say I drink Fireball once a week. It's at least twice a week. Yeah. Let's at be least. real. Maybe it's closer <laughs> to three times a week. <laughs> but we'll say, I'm just going to say two. <laughs> You guys well, don't need to know everything. Let's get started as uh, Fireball sends over their first letter saying they want to sponsor us. For a, a stop and decease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get fucked. <laughs> well, what, how are you? Oh, anxiety filled, <laughs> as always. We've had a rough week, you guys. It's been, uh, it has been a rough week all around. Yeah. Um... It's hard to talk about. I know. There are a lot of things going on. We're struggling. We're very much struggling. We just um We just lost a friend, a great friend, one of the most positive, uplifting people that you could ever meet and um it's heartbreaking all around. We had a bunch of friends get together uh celebrate his life. But it's just it's rough. Losing a friend that's it's unlike anything else. Well, I like to dedicate this episode to that friend. Reach out to your friends. Yeah. Check on your friends. Make sure they're all right. <clears throat> well, let's go ahead and get started. Since you all know we're not doing so hot, let's... <laughs> We're just going to jump straight into it. Yeah, let's it. just jump straight into it. Um, I want to go over our submissions. You guys are fucking so awesome. Thank you again for sending all the submission advices, topics, whatever you want to call them. Um, we do want to get to all of them. They will be answered in, like as time goes on, just because we only have so much time to uh, go over all of them. And some are probably going to be depends on i don't know how much information we have on <laughs> each of them some are hitting pretty close to home so i'm, I'm thinking that some of them are going to go 
pretty long, but today we're we're doing um we're gonna do quite instead a few of today. just two. <clears throat> we usually have two topics. Uh, we did two suggestions before. Today we're doing five, trying to uh, get more suggestions in as people keep fucking sending them in again. And they're so good. It's you amazing. Guys. Thank you. They're great. They're great top. I mean, sometimes we struggle thinking of topics even though we deal with all this shit daily um well it's hard too because like we've been doing this once a week since like the beginning of the year and a lot of the ones the product of what we've been practicing has is new but we've talked about a lot of stuff we don't want to uh reiterate too yeah. much and we i mean sometimes i'm like shit what did we talk about this already? but we also want to get to everyone and make sure everyone is heard yeah uh, we're gonna do that to the best of our ability well here we go <laughs> so amber shout out amber you're so sweet um she had posted how to be supportive to an anxious friend which i think is a fantastic thing to talk about because it's sometimes it's really hard to be supportive especially if you struggle with your emotions like me like i want to as somebody that cries all the time when other people are like freaking out in front of me i'm like i couldn't feel further removed and i'm like i have no idea what the fuck to do right now like do i hug you do i leave you what do you need from me it's hard to do it's hard to comfort someone that is anxious because anxious people have different different icks they don't yeah. they're everybody's comfortable with something else everything's everybody finds discomfort in other things and it's hard to pinpoint if you don't really know that person it's hard to pinpoint even if you really do know that, say, person, if you really know that person really know that person especially if you're anxiety filled like i don't talk about it a lot um there are only a handful of people in my life that really understand um my comforts and discomforts and that makes it difficult and it is part i'm not gonna i want to say it's my fault because it's hard to communicate but at the same time it's not my fault i don't want anybody to feel like it's your fault it's something that we can i guess always strive to be to do you know like people don't know what they don't know it's really hard to talk about sometimes or communicate like hey i think the older i've gotten especially like within my relationship i'm able to like my partner can't give me what i need unless i tell him what i need Right. So I have to be aware of that and like let it be known, even though I have all these thoughts like I don't want to come off like a bitch or I don't want to come off like this way or if I'm being distant. So I have to tell him, you know, like smother me. <laughs> <laughs> I need smotherings. It's... And some people are completely opposite. Like some people need space. Some people don't like to be touched like at all see my thing is i i just bottle it all up inside so it just That's festers <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah definitely we started this podcast because we are healthy of course <laughs> tip top shape <laughs> in tip top shape over here but my number one thing is uh to reach out to your fucking anxious friends my thing is I tell all of my friends if they ever need someone to vent to, to cry to, if you want to scream, if you want to bitch, if you want to complain, whatever it is, I'm here if you want to get that off your chest. I may or may not have all the advice that you need or want to hear, but I will do and say what I can to help and support you no matter what and i think that just saying that alone to somebody who you know is dealing with anxiety can make such a difference and such a huge impact on their well-being um your relationship your friendship i think it's just great just being there yeah just uh, being there a hundred percent and i can vouch for this because i think that's why we became really good friends um I'm an oversharer probably and I I don't always communicate my emotions the best way but I definitely wear them on my sleeve and 
um, when somebody tells you, you know, that they that they're there, that you, they're gonna listen, or that they can, they're somebody that they can talk to or that you can trust or whatever, um, it definitely gives you a feeling of like you. I was like, Security. oh, I can't, yeah, like I can go to this person or, you know, even though they might not be, they might not be able to have all the answers for you or, or fix it. You know, you feel, I feel better after talking to you. You know what I mean? I feel better if I'm just complaining or telling you all the fucked up shit I'm thinking or whatever. I feel, I feel better afterwards. Is my mic loud as fuck? I'm scared. You're always loud. Dude, I'm just going to start talking from fucking way back here. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> Tara doesn't know how to talk into her mic just yet. She's still figuring out the I'm like, kinks. Well, it's anyway. So, <laughs> um, but how I'm supportive to somebody that's anxious. Well, just as an anxious friend, I, I, I guess from my point of view, the best way to support me would be to make a safe space for me not to be judgmental of me um just to listen advice is always welcome but it's not always needed um to ask me questions like what do you need from me you know do you want me to listen do you need help finding a solution that's very helpful and i'm i'm a like I don't I don't always love it because like being hugged and stuff like is something I need and I want but also makes me like break down (laughs) like real bad but sometimes it's like good you know like I I need to let it out some way or somehow because if I don't it just it's it's all bad right it comes out in other ways it comes out in an explosion and that's not always the healthiest and it can be super draining <clears throat> me as a friend to people that are anxious i try to not expect too much of them you know what i mean like if plans are being made and they cancel i'm not gonna be like what the fuck like you know you fucking bitch like this i'm not gonna feel i'm not gonna make them feel badly and i'm gonna do my best to understand that 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 shit happens you know like they might not be in a really good space to be available that day to me or to anybody and i have felt that way as well so you know just being un- being compassionate to how they may be feeling and not expecting you know the world of them and also if you haven't heard from them in a while then i check on them you know a hey. simple hey how are you hey. doing yeah what, what have you been up to? I haven't talked to you in a while. What's going on? Literally. Um, a simple, how are you doing? Especially because social media is so prevalent. It's like, <clears throat> there's obviously like, you know, when you're aimlessly scrolling or going through people's stories and stuff, you see usually the same people that you talk to or the people that, you know, you watch their feet, you watch their shit all the time. And so there's definitely times where I'm like, I haven't seen, I haven't seen so-and-so post anything in like a week where the fuck are they at you know just because i'm used to seeing them like on my social media and stuff so reaching out that way is super helpful i found to like be there for my friends that struggle with some mental stuff just reach out that's my that's my advice is reaching out i think the most you can do i mean worst case scenario they don't want to talk and that is perfectly okay i mean some people just want to be left alone some people don't want to yeah and you can usually catch the hint yeah on that most definitely but even if you if you want to be left alone being reached out to can make all the difference in the world still oh yeah it's like uh like being invited to places like i i don't want to go but it'd be nice to get the invite, you yeah, know? I'm going to be pissed if I find out I wasn't invited. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to... It's the thought yeah, that counts. It is the thought that counts. And the thought goes a very, very long way. 
Oh, Amber had another one too about um, techniques for having anxiety in public. And um, that one's one's hard for me (laughs) because I have a lot of anxiety in public. Um, It's so funny because there's like these memes and stuff that be like, oh, we were fucking 16 drinking straight vodka and like hanging out with like drug dealers and shit. And now we're like afraid to walk into the grocery store. I get scared when I get a phone call. So, um, for me, something that helps me when I'm in public is a a buddy. <laughs> if I can, if I have to go in public and it's I don't have to meet, like if we're going all out, not showing up by myself is helpful. Um, not having to do things on my own is helpful, but that's that can be a little codependent. So if you have the option, cool, but you shouldn't rely on it. You should be able to do things on your own eventually. So, I mean, depending on what you're doing, like, yeah. like you said, if you're going to like the grocery store and trying to deal with that anxiety, look at your phone. Look at, you know, like my, okay. So my thing is the phone's always a great distraction. Mm-hmm. If you're in an uncomfortable situation or whatever, I'm going to say like, especially today, 80% of the time, people are going to pull out their phones. Um, but besides, like, social media and friends, how to deal with it personally. My my technique is I literally count to 100. I count to 100 over and over and over again. And sometimes I'll count to fucking 123 times. But you start counting... And you get lost in your counting and it kind of makes you forget what the anxiety was about or it distracts you. Um, sometimes it makes it go away. Everybody has their own coping skills. Everybody has a, a way to deal with that anxiety. That is just personally my way. Yeah. I Usually if I'm like going somewhere, I'm like uncomfortable and I'm able to be like on my phone. My headphones are in or on and I'm like listening to a podcast or listening to music. I'm just tuned out. Oh, fuck. My vape just fell on the floor, you guys. She anyway. dropped it. It didn't <laughs> fall. She dropped it. Whatever. It mysteriously fell on the ground <laughs> and it's out of sight. But whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I'm always like listening to podcasts. It takes me out of like what I'm doing. And distracts me enough to where I can get things done without, like, my skin crawling. For the most part. It's not something that you can necessarily teach. Because everybody has a different anxiety about something. And whatever the anxiety that you're feeling, uh, there are going to be people feeling that but there are going to be different ways that they deal with it. And it's hard to find a way to cope or to deal with the anxiety in public, but you just got to, you could try, try all kinds of shit. Try yeah. counting, try singing songs in so your head. It takes your mind out of like not being, not being present, but it takes your mind, like distracts it just a little bit. I used to, to play like, movies in my head. You don't forget. That's exactly. what I used to do. I used to play movies or songs in my head, like just all through and through as much as you can. You ever wake up like singing songs? Oh, yeah. That's so weird that that happens to me sometimes. Like I'll wake up and I'll literally have like a song like like on repeat in my head, like a random ass fucking song. Sometimes (laughs) a song I don't even like really like that much. I'm like, where the where the fuck did this come from? That's that's yourself (laughs) dealing with anxiety in your sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God! Don't get me started with sleep. <laughs> oh dude. no, that's another day. <laughs> so all my fellow insomniacs out there, shout out! Hell yeah! Shout out! Hell dude. yeah! It's a struggle. You get two hours of sleep a night, like we do. Sleep for three hours at a time. Never get that REM, <laughs> the good old REM. What is, what is REM? REM. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was like. <laughs> Digging into my like fucking sleep week that we didn't like psychology. 
but yeah those are just things i do personally um to help me with my anxiety in public so moving on <laughs> uh tim g shout out shout out rich overnight tim g we fucking love you we love you man um he had sent in something about um how i'm gonna re like rephrase you tim here but how to i guess approach a friend with telling them something that you think they need to hear without hurting their feelings and sometimes you need to tell them and sometimes you need to refrain from telling them yeah Um, that's that's i mean this one's this one is tough this is a tough one because um i know i have been that person uh like in my past relationships not good (laughs) (laughs) in what way uh every way um i wasn't happy i was stuck thinking i was and some people you know would just let me keep living on so like were you like ripping into them or like you weren't saying anything i wasn't saying anything but i mean some people would kind of give me shit or whatever and but they would hold back whereas my my best friend for i don't even know how old i am anymore 13 years he's been my best friend for 13 years and um he doesn't sugarcoat he doesn't bullshit he's always been straight up with me and he tells me what i need to hear he's the friend who's honest like brutally honest when he when i need to hear it and um i think you need that friend as well as the people who will let you continue on because I know being the person that needs to hear that advice, you don't want to. And you, you should hear that advice because you should get better and you should move forward and make progress. However, you're not going to fucking learn if you got your friends just talking in your ear and you just listen to them like that. Yeah. I mean like I think, it's heavily on approach you know what i mean like and i think that's something i on a can like on a daily basis i need to work on because the more comfortable i am with you and the more involved you are in my life and the closer i am to you the more brutal i will be with you because i care about you you know what i mean like i care about my family i care about my friends and um i'm trying to continuously learn i'm not perfect i don't always go about things the right way sometimes what i say comes out really fucked up and like the underlying message is like true and like it comes from a good place it comes from a place of love but like the delivery is just off and i should know better than that because i know that sometimes your delivery can shut somebody's ears off you know what i mean like if you're coming at me a certain type of way, like I'm done listening to you, whatever the fuck you're trying to say to me because now I'm, I'm now I'm pissed. So, or you know what I mean? Or you're like completely I just, right. It is all about the approach. It's all about how somebody comes at or towards you, um, saying whatever it is you need to hear. Um, it definitely depends on what how they say it, how they word it, and the, and the person. It's and the person. That's so true. like. That's like, like if you met somebody a week ago and, you know, you guys are friends or whatever, and they come up to you and basically tell you this brutal honesty, you're going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck you know. But if I came up to you and said it, you would probably take it into consideration. I'd be, I'd probably be really sad first because I'm, I'm baby. (laughs) You guys don't know me. I am baby. And nobody puts baby in the corner and... (laughs) I can be really <laughs> stubborn about that sometimes, but I do have like a reflection period. So at first I might be like, fuck you. You don't have the fuck you're talking about. And then my, my lovely overthinking brain is like, fuck, fuck. Maybe they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> maybe I do need to chill. Like maybe I, like maybe this is something worth listening to. Like, and that's <clears throat> something with my, my partner specifically, like my fiance is, 
he definitely is going to be probably the first person to like i i don't say check me but you know let me know when he is seeing the outcome of my um decisions and my choices and then he's sometimes like you know maybe frustrated or like you know he's i'm i'm sitting here fucking stupid as fuck like how did i get how did this get this way and like i'm just upset and you know um inconsolable sometimes and he's like dude you fucking you're doing this you're doing that you're not doing this like what what else are you what what other, what else would you expect you know and that's really hard to hear sometimes but i'm a it's, tough love queen like that's, that's the only hear. way to get through to me tough love i'm the it's the only way that's to get it. through to me it is and i hate it so bad but it's the only way that i'm gonna my, i'm a fucking hard-headed stubborn bitch <laughs> when it comes to do i tell this person or do i hold back if you really think that person needs to hear it um make your approach for that person exactly make sure you you, you, you have a target you have a target audience essentially and you have to accommodate that in in a sense yeah there's some friends i can be like dude you need to get your shit together like you like this is not good this is not good for you you know either some people i can just be straight up honest like that with and there's some people i know i can't it's just gonna be like a fight if i even try and i have to word it completely differently like okay like so let's talk about what has been working (laughs) and what hasn't you know like there's it's just you you know exactly like know your audience it's knowing who you're the talking person to. yeah it's knowing the person uh that all you have to take all of that into consideration who this person is how they're going to react um what they're feeling what they're going through and what they need to hear and also like <clears throat> i i do think it is important to care about you know your friends feelings uh, like absolutely care about their feelings but sometimes if it's like a dire situation it's like that i don't think should come completely secondary but you can't always be like i don't want to say this to them because i'm worried about how they're going to take it you know what i mean sometimes they need to hear it yeah exactly and sometimes you could be doing them a favor sometimes they could be helping you sometimes the people that have been the hardest on me in my life are the reason why i have had success in my life or have gotten to places where I am today that are good for me, you know? And so you can't really, there's a saying and it's like, don't go shopping with somebody else's wallet. And that pretty much is like, don't judge. It's like a sales thing, but you can't like assume because they're going to take it badly that this is how, this is this is either going to gauge whether I should say this or where I shouldn't, you know, because what if you not saying it is going to lead your friend now into a a deeper part of desperation where they where you could have maybe said something that got through to them, you know, even if it seems even if it's hurtful sometimes the truth hurts, man. Truth does hurt. And. Um... As much as it hurts, sometimes it needs to be told and sometimes it needs to be heard. A hundred percent. And there's also people I have in my life that I know better where I'm like, I'm just, unfortunately, I'm not that friend for them to where like I can say something. I I know it's always going to be a fight. You know, I know they're always going to take it badly. I was based off of years of experience. It's just, I'm a, I'm a listening, a listener friend for them, not a give advice to friend. And that's okay too. Approach the person, know the person. Know the person to approach the person, essentially. Um, if you know you're that friend and you can say what you need to say, do it. Yeah. If, if you think that's what they need to hear, they probably do. 
Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with pre- prefacing things with like, I do. I'm coming out of place of love. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. Like I'm only saying this because I care. You know, like prefacing things with that sometimes lightens the blow if it's something that you know is hard to hear. Um, but at the end of the day, they're gonna take it how they're gonna mm-hmm. take it. In my opinion, it's you do what you think is best as a friend support your friends and if they take it well then great if they don't take it well then maybe they'll come around and if they don't then they don't but you did everything you could to be there for somebody in the way that you would want somebody to be there for you it's it's the same thing as approaching somebody if like like if you know i'm pissed off like fucking pissed off you know not to talk to me yeah you know what i mean it's it's knowing the person that's um, that's all i can say it's knowing the person yeah. just be i guess mark like um, you have to be aware compassionate and mindful. you have to be aware of everything um yeah don't take people's like distance as an insult to you it's just how some people deal with certain things and you have to let them be them so you can be you to help them essentially hundred Oh, Kay Geller, sweetie oh, little pie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she um, wrote in asking about how to maintain a healthy relationship through mood swings and manic manic episodes. I'll let you go in on this as long <laughs> as you want because I have some things to say. <laughs> you, you go ahead. I don't want to do no. it. <laughs> I think we can uh, both relate to this um, quite a bit. Dealing dealing with all of that is is rough. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially what we just talked about. It's knowing that person, knowing how they're going to react during all of this, knowing how to comfort them, and at knowing that... Re- if it's a relationship, it can be any kind of relationship. It can be a friendship. It can be um, uh, your spouse, your significant other, whatever. And it could be your parents. Knowing that person, being able to communicate even through those episodes. I know myself, I've gone through some crazy shit where I've like, lost all control and had a meltdown and it's almost impossible to to deal with that in that time but it's about what happens afterwards how you react afterwards that really makes a difference you can do everything you're in your power to comfort and be there for that person through all the hard times through all those episodes but what happens afterward, how you deal with it, what you talk about, how you talk about it, and how you move forward afterwards is what's really important through it all. I agree completely. Uh, I've always like been like a big believer in like it's not the problems that you go through. It's the way you overcome yep. those situations. And <clears throat> having somebody having people in your life that are understanding and you know if dealing first of all if you're somebody that deals with mood swings or manic episodes which is usually like some sometimes a personality disorder bipolar is a big thing with mood swings do if you have a narcissist in your life get rid of them immediately because relationships are always about give and take and they should be as equal as you can possibly make them. But having somebody in your life that's selfish, that is really like takes things inward and makes everything about themselves is such a dangerous place to be for these people because it fucks up your 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 thought process. It fucks up everything. You're, and I've been through both sides of that, having people in my life that are not supportive during times where I have extreme mood swings <clears throat> and 
and I'm on mood stabilizers now. So I've been in the the even most even killed I've ever been. But um, I still struggle and I still get really up and down. And sometimes I, you may feel like I'm coming at you <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, maybe I am, but I'm not trying to. And like, there's just a way, you know, it's not up to the person that like my partner to necessarily de- like figure out a way to like deal with that or like combat that, but to be compassionate about how I'm feeling. And instead of, Sometimes, like, if I come off really snappy with him, sometimes he doesn't immediately go into, what the fuck is your problem? You know, I'm one of those people. But uh, he's not, that's, uh, I gotta work on that. But he's not, (laughs) you know, the first thing he doesn't say is, like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you coming at me like this? He's like, are you okay? Is something going on? Do you need to talk about anything? Like, what's going on with you? What's... I feel I feel like you're in in a mood today or is something is something going on did something happen you know like it, it's really it's your partner being selfless enough to to know that you do deal with these things and not taking it so personally and like in on themselves and trying to maybe help you sort out the the way you're feeling because people that deal with most things a lot of times don't even know why how or what the fuck they feel and another thing is like boundaries boundaries are so fucking huge in maintaining my relationship like it's so hard in a moment when you're dealing with it to be like this is what i need right now but it's so important because if not you could either be pushing somebody away when they're trying to help you or be like starting fires in play in ways that you don't want where you don't want them to be you know like oh shit i just started a fight and i didn't want to and now i'm in a fight and now i don't know how to get out of it because i don't want to be in it and it's like you have to have control over yourself and what you're saying even if like i know when i wake up usually i'm today might be i might be in rare form today (laughs) You know, I just know when I wake up and sometimes when I call my fiance or the first thing we talk about is I'm not having a good day today. What's wrong? I I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And then as soon as I start on that, telling him everything that's going on, he's starting to hear like, oh, she's having she's upset or she's angry or and he doesn't necessarily need to know why, because I don't even know why sometimes it's just because of the boundaries and the communication that we've have together, he knows what kind of how to approach me and like what, what to do, I guess, in that sense. Like, okay. Like when I see you, I'm going to give you a really big hug. Cause I feel like you need one. And I'm like, my like dragon goes down and I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I really do. Like, <laughs> and you know, sometimes I just need space and sometimes I need to feel like you're there for me. It's just, it's it's really tough to have those manic episodes and it's really tough on your partner. Like super, super tough on your partner. And it's really important in selecting a partner when it comes to like having that issue. So speaking of selecting a partner, uh, getting into those manic episodes, mood swings and all that, going into a relationship, make it known. Make oh, yeah. it known. If surprise like, yeah you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to hit anyone with any bombshells out of nowhere um you want to make it aware make them aware of your situation what you have going on um how you act how you could react what goes on in your head whatever it is talk talk about it with your significant other with your friend with your parent whoever it may be in whatever kind of relationship it is communicate all of it communicate to the fullest because if you're able to communicate all of that and everything that goes into it they're gonna do their best to their ability to help you or 
do what they think is best to help you. They're going to try. If they really if care, they care, they're going to yeah, try. 100%. That's huge. That's so huge. Like, <clears throat> a big thing, like, when me and um, Michael first met and we dated for a while, and then when we decided that we were going to move in together, we sat down in my bed in this house, <laughs> on that side of the house, and I told him, I said, look, if we're going to do this, there's some things you need to know, like, about me. And you need to decide whether that's something that you can even consider like dealing with because I'm not an easy person to be around all the time and I'm not an easy person to maybe get along with all the time and it's not up to me to just be like this is how I am and you're gonna and this is what you're gonna like a b c d e f g like you just have to deal with it no it's like these are things that I don't always think are, are okay but I know that are going to happen and I'm working on it and I'm going to continue to work on it and continue to try to make our lives as easy as possible <clears throat> together. But just so you know what to expect, like these are kind of like my buttons or these are my, like my boundaries, my areas of discomfort and things like I don't, I can't handle and don't like, or that I'm working on <laughs> dealing with in a better way. And so, yeah. I think communication is key. Communication is in any key. relationship. On if you're able to be honest about everything, especially to that extent, uh, because I know how hard it can be to share uh that part of your vulnerability can be, it will make a drastic change in any relationship you have if the person actually cares. If the person wants to be a part of that relationship and you let them know and they continue wanting to be a, a part of it and they think they can quote unquote handle it or yeah, risk and reward, uh, you know, exactly. is this person, I love them. They, they make me a better person. They make me want to be a better person. They have everything I want. Is it, if that's the case and like, yeah, you're going to deal. Everyone has faults. You know what I mean? Everybody has faults, whether it's mental illness related or not like it's just something you have to decide for and i think everyone has to sh should have the choice whether they want to deal with that or not but you communicating that in a relationship at the beginning i think is really important like you said so prime example this just happened today um like i said i told my girlfriend when we first started dating i have anxiety i you know i've been through this Sometimes this happens, that happens. Uh, just everything, bad thoughts, uh, nightmares, all that shit. Um, but it can eventually lead up to this big explosion kind of thing. And um, today, I kind of, I kind of broke down a bit. And one of the first things she says is, like we're a team and I'm here for you and we're going to get through this. We love that. And that right there, like that support, that love that I received, like instantly makes me feel better. She may not know exactly what to say or, <coughs> excuse me. She may not know what to say or do at the time, <coughs> except be there. And that alone is such an amazing support system yeah 100 percent. if i'm able to just vent and cry and whatever it may be and she's just there she's there for me she's understanding she's compassionate and she wants to be there it's all the difference in the world yeah because all the work is honestly it's on you to do right no one's gonna can't fix it for you or make it better for you but having a support system that you feel is is what you're what you're what you're looking for what you need what you want it makes it easier for you to do the work you know it gives you that push yeah it does like i feel alone a lot of time like a lot like way too much and i know i'm not but i have a brain that tells me otherwise <laughs> constantly but there are little instances throughout the day that you know that that's not true when 
your friends reach out to you and say, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I'm proud of you. My fiance calling me and just asking me, how was your day today? When he knows I've been going through it, like, it means the absolute world. Um, and it's your job, I feel like, as a person in a relationship, if you want a good one, to give them the the respect of a partner to be like this is this is a part of me you know and it can get better but this is also something i'm i'm on i'm on a 30-year struggle with you know it's like it's it's super important to communicate that and let them know everything that they're dealing with well we have one last one uh, oh, okay. Abraham has messaged in um, that is it he wants to know if it was selfish to live his life before having a kid. She's like trying wanting to, to she's live She's struggling to life. read my handwriting. <laughs> I, I should, but I can't pull my phone up. It causes too much static in the mic. We're but, still um, having audio problems over here. It's all right. You can deal with it or don't <laughs> but um is it selfish to live your life before having kids fuck no it's uh, not fuck no and fuck them kids you know what? you can decide not to have kids is that There's selfish that. no not at all if you want to live your life if you want to travel explore fucking go out with friends every fucking night whatever you want to do do it it's so important to do that too because once you have kids guess what they're there and now you're stuck they may be (laughs) a form of resentment that you have now and now you resent your kids because you didn't get to live the life you wanted to because you had kids before you wanted really wanted to like if you wanted if you had like a bucket list and you're like i'm doing this before i get married before i have kids and then you just go off and have kids you're not you can't you essentially can't do that shit anymore Nah, not for a while. <laughs> not, not for uh, quite a few years. <laughs> it's like a fucking. Uh, it's a full time job. Like a sentence a in the prison. <laughs> you got eighteen years, bro. Eighteen years of life. Literally, and uh, it's it's not fucking selfish at all. No. If you want to live your life and do whatever it is you want to do, fucking send it. Also like we were just talking about something to talk about i know so many people so many friends that have like gotten to relationships with people that were like i don't want kids or i don't know if i ever gonna want kids and they're like okay and then realize later on down the line that they want kids and it's like now you're gonna force the person that told you that what they wanted and what they didn't want to want what you want now like it's something super, super important to talk about the beginning of a relationship, whether that's too early to talk about kids or whatever. I never have dated for the fuck of it. Dated to to be married one day and to have a family one day. And I did want to, I do want to have kids. Fingers crossed one day that'll happen. But um, I'm kind of indifferent to it also. But I would never date somebody that was like, nah, no kids for me, no marriage for me, no possibility that I've been like, oh yeah, let me just pretend to be okay with that for like the first five years. And then no, no, like I was always important for me to know that this is, we're on the same page with this. And I never wanted to rush into having kids. I said when I was in sixth grade, I didn't want to have any kids until after I was 30 years old. (laughs) And I wanted to be married first. (coughs) And I have no kids. guys. See, I I wanted to have kids when I was like 18. Yeah, it's insane. And I'm so happy I didn't. I'm so happy I don't have kids right now. I can't afford a kid right now. (laughs) I can barely. I'm struggling to take care of myself. Exactly. And I'm 30 years old, but I am getting married this year. We will be trying to have kids in the next couple years. But there's nothing selfish about wanting to live your life before that. There's nothing selfish about it. There's nothing selfish about wanting your own life and not wanting to have kids at all. It's your fucking choice. It's your life. We are a small <laughs> blip in this universe, fucking grain of sand in this world. And it really doesn't fucking matter that much. But 
you do what you want and find somebody else that wants to do what they want and hopefully what y'all want to fucking do together matches up and live your best fucking life live your best life focus on yourself before you have kids that's my best advice on that abraham my man my dude <laughs> i hope that helped um we are out of time yeah we're out you guys it's been fun it's been um, real before we go again this episode is dedicated to our great friend david we david love Lee. you miss you ah <sighs> Also, Fireball sponsor us. Keep the submissions coming, guys. I'm going to be posting on my social media in the next day or two about other things that you guys might want to talk about. We still have a lot to go through. We have a lot of <laughs> uh, submissions, a lot of questions. Lot of so if you didn't hear yours on this episode or last or the second episode, then um, stay tuned. We're they getting to it. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Chill the fuck out. And be patient. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, we will get to them all. Um, keep them coming. The next episode we're going to be talking about, we don't fucking know yet, but it's not going to be what you want to talk about. It's going to be what the fuck we want to talk about. <laughs> so save your shit till fucking two weeks from now. You guys can uh, reach out to us with any questions, advice, whatever it may be at anxietydrive at gmail.com or anxiety underscore drive on instagram yeah 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 have a good night day whatever time it may be for you our australian and mexican <laughs> listeners shout out australia shout out to mexico uh, fuck yeah that's fucking rad that's awesome share uh, your share the fucking podcast with your other australian friends dude. hell yeah share it all over get this shit going fireball we need you <laughs> get us out of my mom's fucking office as always, reach out to your friends. Check on them. You are never alone. Never and alone. Please be kind to yourself. Love you all. Love you guys. Bye.